Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Josh Hicks joins us. He's a partner with McDonald Carano and former chief of staff to Governor Gibbons. Here for the whole show on all new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R is Northern Nevada's number one golden fire wood pellet supplier. More heat, less ash, 100% natural, and no additives. And there's only one place that stocks this many wood pellets, and that's Big R in Sparks, Winnemucca, Fallon, Fernley, and Lovelock. A river of wood pellets at Big R. Forget the weather outside, there's a blizzard of points inside the Carson Valley Inn during the 15 million points giveaways. Drawings every Thursday and Saturday, including four 1 million point winners guaranteed. And don't miss the 2 million point grand prize giveaways. It's the 15 million points giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development, building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Pro Group Management offers workers' comp services to a growing number of industries. As businesses grow and change with the times, the need for a solid workers' comp program must be flexible and up-to-date. The evolving nature of regulations can make staying ahead of complex tasks challenging. But Pro Group Management simplifies the work so your industry can move forward and succeed. Pro Group Management. Workers' comp that works for you. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we are always delighted to welcome back to the program Josh Hicks. He's a partner with McDonald Carano, former chief of staff to Governor Gibbons. Always a pleasure to have you back here on the program, sir. Thanks for having me, Sam. It's always great to be here. Thank you. So I want to start out with AI because this is the topic of the, the century. And um, the thing that concerns me the most is in political campaigns. And I mean, there's lots of other areas where it can be positive, negative, whatever. But in political campaigns where I'm constantly quoted things that people have said, and then I say, well, where did you hear that? Or where did you read that? And people go, I don't know. And now the idea that you can fake somebody's voice, you can fake somebody's visual, and that they can say something and it is completely untrue scares the heck out of me. Yeah, um, it is scary. I mean, politics and campaigning um, has always had maybe a kind of tenuous relationship with the truth in a lot of ways. Um, and that's been historical. And I think... Going back to Greek and Roman times. <laughs> yeah. yes. um, you know, people will say all kinds of things about their opponent. Um, that's not any different today. Um, I think AI is another tool that maybe helps, um, you know, the more, um, you know, uh, questionable candidates or questionable campaigns exacerbate that. 
you know, I think the hope is that maybe a lot of people become a little more jaded, a little bit more um, questioning about what they see on social media, places like that. There'll always be people who will believe those kind of things and spread those kind of things. We've seen it in the past, people spreading fake posts, and then they get a lot of, they got a lot of play. They can, those posts can now look more real, I think, with AI. So it's, it is definitely a scary situation. Um, you know, you can see, we've seen the Cambridge Analytica kind of things, the data mining, um, those kind of things. I think, you know, AI could maybe delve into that even deeper. So there's some serious tools out there. Um, again, I think, you know, the more problems they have with that, you know, I think you see the electorate maybe get a little bit more suspicious about it, which is probably a good thing to take what you read on social media with a really big grain of salt. A, a giant grain of salt. Um, you know, the thing that most people don't understand is that in elections in this country, it's really less than 5% of the population that swing the election in either direction. It, 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 it's kind of stunning. Um, do you think the registration situation we have now, where so many people are registered nonpartisan, are you buying that they are actually nonpartisan? No, not really. I, I think most of the nonpartisans that we've, you know, as we've seen, a lot of them are non-participants as well. Um, but I think they still tend to have leanings one way or another. Um, you know, a lot of the people who've changed parties will still have some basic loyalties, I think, to that party. Um, but again, you know, I think those are open-minded people. They tend to wait to the last minute to make their decisions. Um, you call them open-minded. I'm just stunned that after literally billions of dollars worth of advertising that somebody wakes up on election day and goes, gee, there's an election day. I wonder who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> and that's a reality. It is. And maybe open-minded is not the right word. Maybe it's, <laughs> maybe it's procrastinators, decision-making <laughs> okay. procrastinators. You are very kind. <laughs> Uh, but there are a lot of people who tune it out, you know, until the end. They kind of sit out the primary season, they wait, um, they kind of start paying more attention a month or so till you get to the election. So, but, you know, in a state like Nevada, that makes a really big difference. The Republican and the Democratic registrations are pretty close statewide. So um, those nonpartisans make a big, big difference. Um, primaries. Is there any discussion behind the scenes of making primaries more important to the general public because we end up with the candidates we end up with because of the primary system and if you're not far enough to the left or right then you can end up not being the candidate when you might be the best candidate but that's not the way the system works no it's not and you know the parties like the closed primary system i think so of there's they don't want to change that there have been some efforts, you know, Senator Key Keffer had an open primaries bill that really never saw the light of day when he was in the Senate. We've got the ballot question going right now that would create open primaries in a final five general. Um, that's gonna go to the voters, so that will be interesting to see where that goes. Um, there have been different options floated around. Other states have open primaries, but um, you know, it still comes down to voter participation and you just tend to see a lot more of the more partisan comes out comes out at the primaries, I think, no matter what. So it's always an issue, I think, no matter what kind of system you got. You know, um, one of the concerns I have is that, to an extent, and I'm not sure which side it's going to affect most, is people staying home, that we could see a repeat of 2014. And, and, and I don't care which side the vote is, we're going to have a show anyway, um, no matter who pres the president is or whatever other office. But, um, you know, is that a concern amongst the people you talk to that 
people are just so disillusioned with what's going on that they're going to stay home? I think that that's, that's kind of, there's a discussion out there, but I mean, what we've seen in Nevada in the past is presidential years, we don't really see people stay home. People tend to turn out. You know, the presidential preference primary and the caucus had pretty good turnout. Uh, we've got a U.S. senator on the ballot this, this year too. So I, I think that the turnout will be pretty significant, um, like it always is in presidential years. You know, that, that year that you alluded to, 2014, that was a midterm year. So, you know, those are typically lower turnout years than presidential years. So I, I suspect, of course, there's always that chance because, you know, you've got two candidates at the top of the ticket, both who tend to have maybe not a lot of support for more moderate um, Republicans or moderate Democrats or even nonpartisans. So they, there's a chance they might sit it out, but I think most people get more energized in presidential years. The advertising is going to be dominating everything we see, and I think people will get I think people are going to turn out. So I think we're going to have a good turnout year, a high turnout year. Despite the fact that we have presidential candidates of a senior age, um, that a lot of people are not satisfied with their choice. Right. But there's not, if that's the choice you get, I think people are going to want to say something. I mean, they can always vote none of these candidates, but every year I think we have unpopular candidates on the ballot that none of these candidates is going to do really well, and it never really does. So maybe that'll be a difference this year, but I still think um, people will vote and they'll probably vote for who, um, you know, which candidate they think will do the least harm um, from their perspective. Wow, what a way to run a country. Yeah. Um, you know, with both parties, it strikes me that we're seeing a repeat of what we saw in the somewhat distant past now, where people like Bob Dole ended up as a presidential candidate because it was his turn. Do you get the sense that that's where we are right now is, you know, these two candidates are there because it's their turn? It, I think it somewhat seems that way. I mean, I think um, with, with Donald Trump, I mean, he's, he's just has such a solid base block vote and, and has a lockdown on the money that I think, um, you know, he didn't really come up through the ranks. So I don't know if you could really say it's his turn, but he definitely has been president before and he wants to do it again. Um, I think Joe Biden definitely is in the, um, the camp of um, it's, it's his turn. It's traditional that presidents run for a second term. You know, he came up through the ranks very traditionally, vice president, U.S. senator, kind of followed that same path. So uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who would like him to not think it's his turn so that they could run, but uh, that doesn't seem to be the case right now. It's, it's a fascinating time in American politics. Um, but really, if you look historically, not that different from the past. I mean, we tend um, to be so hyper-focused on what happened in the last couple of years, the last 10 years, whatever. But if you look back over the last 100 years, not so different. No, we've had plenty of, um, you know, very difficult, challenging presidential elections over the years. Um, people saying terrible things about each other. Um, very partisan. Um, so yeah, it, it's a partisan time, but it's always been a partisan time in this in this country. It's probably rare that we have a nonpartisan situation. Well, and I think that that's, you know, as I was joking earlier, um, you know, you go back to the earliest times of civilization. I mean, you know, with the caveman, it was whoever had the biggest club. And then in uh, Roman and Greek times, um, you know, people were stabbing each other in the hallways. 
I, I mean, you know, we ourselves in this country went through a civil war. I mean, it's been bad before. Do you have concerns about um, the conventions that we may see a repeat of what happened in 1968, and people can go Google 1968 Democratic Convention to see what I'm talking about. Do you have concerns that we may see levels of violence at the conventions? I don't know if I would see that. Um, I mean, there's, of course, I never thought we would see people storming the Capitol after an election either. So um, that, was, that was new. And so I guess things are a little bit unpredictable. Um, there doesn't seem to be, um, I mean, things seem to be lining up to have a Trump-Biden repeat without a lot of fighting about who the nominees are. So I'm not sure I would see that kind of risk of violence, but people have strong opinions, so you never know. If Trump was not the nominee, I might have a different answer for you. Do you see Nikki Haley as in any way a challenge to Donald Trump? I think um, it's going to be tough for her. Obviously, she's, she's getting behind already um, in states, but I think her voice, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people who, who gravitate to her as an alternative to President Trump. So, um, you know, she, she's hanging in there. A lot of candidates would have quit by now. Um, she just said the other day she's not going to. So she's got a long way to go, but if she can start picking up some states, um, she could pose a threat to him, I think. You know what's interesting to me is in talking to people off the record, behind the scenes, there are a lot of people that believe in Donald Trump's philosophies, especially business-wise and economy-wise, but not necessarily the bombast. Um, but they have no other choice than to support him. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the idea. I mean, that's exactly what we had in our caucus in, in this state. Um, it kind of left no choice but to support him the way the party set the rules up. So, What did you think about that? Um, I thought it was unfortunate from the, for the party. Um, I thought the party um, ought to try to be more um, inclusive and in letting people have more choices on candidates. So I thought it was just an unfortunate system. I thought it was, conf it was confusing for the electorate to have a presidential preference primary and a caucus, and I think a lot of people right up to the end didn't understand what they were. They didn't understand if they could participate in both of them. And then, of course, the party rules made it impossible for a candidate like Nikki Haley to participate in the caucus and impossible to even get any delegates. So I think, you know, speaking to a lot of, you know, people I know who are Republicans, they felt disenfranchised. Um, they felt like they really didn't have much of a choice in this whole process because it was really kind of gamed to only let Trump get the the delegates. But that's really no different than the political process as it has been for all time, you know, to where the system is gamed for one person or another. Well, that's probably true in some of the presidential, in the caucuses in particularly. I mean, the caucuses can definitely um, steer things toward preferred candidates. I think open primaries or at least, you know, um, primaries that are run by the state, it's a little more, it's a little more difficult to game it because anybody who's registered for that party can go vote. I would love an open primary. Open primary would be really interesting to see how that would work. I think a purple state like Nevada could be, um, could really do well with a primary system like that. What do you think about ranked choice voting? Well, I think the, um, you know, it's a really only a place in one state, I think is in Alaska, um, if I'm right. And, you know, it does come with the open primaries and then it comes with ranked choice. Um, and there have been good and bad anecdotes about it. I, you know, I think um, the idea of having five candidates 
and having voters rank all of them um, is, is going to work if the voters are paying attention and are educated, but... Um, Hang on, which, which country are you talking about? <laughs> That's why I said if. <laughs> um, but a lot of voters, you know, they just have one candidate, and they, they might, I mean, I, the, I think the concern is if, if they just have one candidate, they vote for that candidate, that candidate loses in one of the ranks, and then they don't vote for other candidates, the rank choice system kind of breaks down, and then it more empowers the people who've actually ranked everybody. But Sandra Cosgrove, who is on this program, the, the uh, CSM professor, um, who's, who's boosting this, says, well, you know, if you just want to vote for the one person, you're fine, that's, that's all you got to do. Um, what concerns me more, you know, and I, I don't like the whole concept, to be honest with you, um, but, um, you know, the down-ballot races, I mean, that's where, you know, if, if somebody's going to come up with multiple choices for the top of the ticket, they are certainly not going to do that down-ticket. Yeah, absolutely. And then you have that situation where if you just vote for one, and then you stop and other people vote for other candidates that they still have a vote, but you're really out of the system at that point. So um, it's, it's a really interesting idea. And I, I do really like the idea of um, the open primary component of it, but I just, I'm not quite sure how, how it's gonna work in practice. And I think for me, the problem is that beyond the misinformation that's out there, that there's not enough information or that people don't know where to find that information because the media has become such a mess. You have certain media that certainly you can rely on. And I always tell people, read everybody. Don't, don't just read one side or the other. Even if you only believe in one side, read the other side so at least you know where the middle is. Mm -hmm. um, but there are so many other places where people get information. And as I said earlier, they can't tell you what, what the source was. Well, that's pretty scary. Yeah, absolutely. Decisions on anecdotes that don't really have any backup, I mean, that's not a good place to be. To say the least. All right, let's take yeah. a break. More with Josh Hicks after this timeout. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. 
Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Josh Hicks. He is a partner with McDonald Carano, former chief of staff to Governor Gibbons. Um, one of the things that concerns me terribly is the collapse of local media and statewide media in the state. We are lucky in the state that, for example, we have the Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, you know, we have the Nevada Independent. So, to an extent, you have you know differing opinions, and you can make your own decision. If you know, read both of them, please. Um, the Reno Gazette Journal. The staff has been cut tremendously. They're, they're doing a great job, especially Mark Robinson. Um, and the other folks at the Gazette Journal are, are doing as well as they can for the number of people. But it truly concerns me that people don't have the information sources they used to have because local news has never cared about politics. Yeah, I mean, it, it's true. If you, you know, if you wanted to just get some decision, you know, get some information like on a ballot question or something like that, um, there's not an easy place to think, where do I go to get that information? And I think, and that's for people like you and me who, you know, we live in this world and we pay attention to it and we know it's hard to find it. It's got to be monumentally harder for someone who just hears about it and wants to find a place to look. They're, uh, you know, I think media does, um, they do a good job trying to cover things, but I think they have short time frames. Um, reporters don't always have time to dive in. And some of these issues are not issues that you can really understand and I think write a thorough, um, objective, inf very packed full of information kind of article with like a 24-hour turnaround on them. They're, they take a lot of time. To 24 really, hours? Or whatever T the TV news, is. try three, four hours. Three, four hours. It's just, it's not enough. You know, if you were trying to, if the Nevada Supreme Court were to issue a decision on some legal nuance, um, you know, asking a reporter to file, to, to report on that and the ramifications of it in a short time frame is just, there's, it's not going to, you know, there's just no way to do that. So I think those short time frames, the, the, the staffs that have been winnowed down, it just makes it very tough to find objective information. And uh, I wish there was really a good spot to go to, but I think people, you know, if you can go to a, a variety of different sources, try to educate yourself, um, that's really the best option you've got. Do you think the business community, and, and let's talk about Northern Nevada, because we're both the most familiar with that, um, is willing to put up the money to put together a news organization to actually cover the news, and not only cover the news, but cover business news, which really gets such, sh such short shrift. Maybe if I wouldn't do tongue teases, I could say them. Yeah, that's that's a good question. You're, you're better at asking people for money than I am. Ah! If, uh, you know, if, <laughs> I, I think it's a, it's a great idea to do something like that. Um, it would be nice to, I think, you know, I hear it all the time from friends and colleagues, we need a good objective news media source. Um, you know, I think it's a great idea, Sam. You're <laughs> on to something. Okay, we'll take a break. I'll go do some fundraising and we'll be right back. <laughs> the Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. 
7 at 7 is a newscast built for your smartphone. It's a seven-minute newscast available every weekday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. at LVRJ.com. We don't waste your time and we give you the day's top stories. We at the RJ have noticed some similarities between us and a certain BTS character, RJ. Plus the latest in Las Vegas business, weather, health, and entertainment news. 7 at 7 streaming now on your smartphone. Find your fortune during the $150,000 Lucky Fortune giveaways at Tamarack Casino. Cash and free play giveaways every Thursday and Saturday, including $5,000 cash guarantee and $40,000 in grand finale giveaways. Your good times are at Tamarack Casino. Story County is leading Nevada. Home of the Tahoe Reno Industrial Center, Google, Tesla, Panasonic, and other world-leading companies. Story County provides thousands of tech, advanced manufacturing, and logistics careers for Nevadans. We're diversifying and driving Nevada's economy and generating millions in tax revenue and billions in economic activity across Northern Nevada. Story County is leading Nevada's future. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Josh Hicks. He is partner with McDonald Carano, uh, former chief of staff to Governor Gibbons. And from that perspective, give us the one-minute version of where you think John, Joe Lombardo is doing as governor. I think, I think Governor Lombardo is doing a great job. He's got challenging circumstances with a legislature that is stacked, um, you know, on both houses against him. Um, governor Gibbons had that. In, one, in 2009, he did not have that in 2007. Um, when you have a split um, House, Republicans in one and, the, and Democrats in the other, it's, um, it's a lot easier to work with both sides and get policies through. Um, I think he's gonna have a real challenge. I think there's no question of this next legislative session going into his reelection year in 2026 um, is gonna be very political and very, it's gonna be very much a fight. Uh, so he's, you know, he's got some challenges and it's, it's hard because he's got some really good ideas, his government efficiency plan that came out the other day and it's something that he was talking about last session. Those are really good ideas and they can make a big difference in this state, but um, you know, the other party's gonna have their own ideas too and they're gonna be different. To say the least, and that's where we have to leave it. Josh Hicks, always a pleasure to have you on the program, sir. Thanks, Sam, it's great to be here. Thank you, and we'll be right back. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low, and our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way, because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it.
Modern boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcasts. We'll see you on the next broadcast.